0: Welcome to the Guts Church Podcast. My name is Kennedy Shear, and thanks so much for joining us. Today, we have a great word from my dad, Pastor Bill Shear. If this ministry has changed your life, will you let us know? Send us an email to story at gutschurch.com. Welcome to Guts Church. I'm Bill Shear. I pastor, um, and and I get to lead the most incredible group of people on the planet. Pound for pound, this is the best church strongest church there is, and we could get better, and and we get better through two things. We get better by unifying, and we get better by growing, all right? And I I just want to, let's go to Psalm 133. Psalm 133, you guys want to get in the Word today, because there's going to be a, a bit of the Word, okay? So, like, if you're, if you're like, oh, we got to, We've got to listen to the Bible again. It's like, yes. Um, it's, it's like Navy SEAL training. You talk to those retired SEALs, it's like, what do you, what's the initial thing that they want to do um, with, with to, when they put you through Navy SEAL training? They say, well, they knocked the 19-year-old out of you. So let's knock the 19-year-old out of you and get in the Word for a little bit, okay? Let's grow up a little bit. But um, Psalm 133 says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren, for us, for the church for families to dwell together in unity. Unity is is key. And and in John, Jesus said, God, that that they're one as we're one, That that, that the world sees their unity, God. But verse two in Psalm 133 said, it's like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard, the beard of Aaron running down On the edge of his garments, the oil there is the presence of God. Running down, Aaron is a priest. That that oil hits his head. It's interesting. God starts with our heads, how we think, our mindsets. See, what God wants to do is God wants to pillage your old mindset. Wants to break it so it's like it doesn't work anymore. Man, let me just tell you, symptoms in my body don't work anymore. Because my new mindset is, he sent his word and healed me and delivered me in my destructions, by whose stripes I was healed. That Jesus, being the same yesterday and forever, went about doing good and healing all. See, it's like the dew of Hermon, and this is powerful, descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, not a blessing, he commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Everybody say life forevermore again. Say it again. Life forevermore. Say it again. Think about your finances. Abundant life. Abundance forevermore. That's what the blessing is. The dew of Hermon and Zion here, it's, those areas can be arid. They could be parts. They could be very dry. But here's what that dew is. It was plentiful even in dry weather. Like there'd been a downpour of rain. See, so, so you look at your life, your, your life as a believer, your life when we trust God's word, your life when we think about God's word, we keep it in front of our eyes. Let me tell you, it's never parched, it's never dry, it's never barren, ever, okay? And, and I don't care how dry the, the elements of the world, I don't care how, how dry everything is outside of your life. Let me tell you, your life's never gonna be dry. God's gonna bring dew every morning. And it's going to be like there was a downpour. There's going to be puddles. It's going to be sloppy. See, that's what that dude's like. See, what it is, it's abundant life forevermore. Jesus said, I come to, came to give you life and life more abundant. Man, it's abundant life forever now. So now when you think about your finances, and you think about your business, and you think about your marriage, and you think about your children, man, let me tell you, everything has to factor through abundance, Please, you're not listening to me. This isn't a fairy tale. There's no fairy dust sprinkled around. There's not a magic wand that's going to pop you on the forehead. I'm telling you, God promises to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. God promises, but it all starts with your head, with your mind, which is your mindset. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm coming down with something. Man, I I better go get this... I better go get the Medicaid. I don't know how to say it now. I better go get it because there's a season that's coming up. It's like, let me tell you, I got a season, and you know what it is? It's the dew that God brings, that it's never parched. There's never disease. There's never sickness. The Bible says that if you touch any deadly thing, it won't harm you. You're not listening. Nothing the world defines as deadly Not only can it not kill you, it can't harm you. Do you you guys mind if I get brazen? This may thin the herd. Cancer can't kill you. You attach fear to it, it can. Cancer is a deadly thing. The Bible says you touch any deadly thing, it won't harm you. But let me tell you. You got to keep your mindset. You've got to keep it right in front of you, and that requires discipline. That's why. That's why the the Bible we, we we get so soft and weak and syrupy as churches. We go. We offer discipleship. Hey, I'll get people say, "What kind of discipleship are you offering?" Like, like. What, 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 Curtis, what kind of parenting are you offering? Do what I tell you to do. What else? Nothing else. What you hear me say, you say. What you see me do, you do. What should I do, dad? Whatever I tell you to do. Well, well, dad, do I have to do it again? Yeah, you do it as often as you do it. That's how you do that. See, that's how parenting is. You, you make it. You, the, the Bible says make disciples, go into all the world and make disciples. They're made. There's, There's a force that goes with it. It's like people come up and say, man, I'm new here. What kind of discipleship do you offer? It doesn't make sense. See, we've got, we're, we're equipped for a world that is going to demand us to compromise. We live in that world, right Tay? We live in a world that says you better compromise. You better, you better, you better comply. You better, we will cancel you, go ahead. No, I'm not kidding. They tried to cancel Paul and what happened? The prison shook. See, we've gotta understand that our, uh, our predecessors went through this too. The devil can't do it, he's not creative. He's just doing the same thing and the same thing and the same thing. And guess what? It gets louder and louder and louder. And you know what? God's not in the loud. God's in the still small voice. Remember? The earthquake, God wasn't in it. The fire happened, God wasn't in it. The still small voice, oh my gosh, there's God. See, the Bible says be still and know that he's God. What does the world want to do? The world wants to get you all amped up. The world. Let me tell you what the world's doing. The world's poking the bear and we're that. And we're thinking we need to respond to the pokes. I want to win the argument. No. Because the way the world does it is whoever wins, yells the lot us wins the argument. No, you know what we do? We trust God. See, when we work in unity and not in multiple vision, we win. See, because God... God graces unity. Understand that. Man, the church started, the vision of the church was very compact and very narrow and very. Uh, very specific, and, and you had to fit that, you, you had to fit the criteria of this narrow vision, and we're going to get to that. But then you know what happens? The church grows, and we mature, and what does God do? God widens the path beneath our feet. God widens the vision. Now more people, now people come in, and it's like, oh my gosh, my life fits this vision now. There's, I'm not cramped. I'm not, man, I'm, I can fulfill God's purpose here. Man, my dream can be established here. See, that's the will of God for the local church. That's where our unity is. See, I believe, but let me just tell you, our job, my job leading is to make disciples. See, what the, the word says, obey those who, are, who preach the word to you as those who have to make account for your souls. I'm not, I don't have to make account for what you do or what you say or how much money you make or where you live or who you married. I'm not making account. I do have to make account for how you think, for your soul, for how you operate. And you know what? You can choose to operate the way you want to. But I've got I've to offer up the mind of Christ. I've got to offer up how to, how to think, think clearly when symptoms, when a storm's coming. What does the Bible say about a storm? Man, the storm starts building and you see it coming and it's like, oh my gosh, man, we got to bear up. We got to grit our teeth. We got to batten down the hatches. See, none of that stuff matters. All that matters is what your foundation is. If it's on the sand, it's going to be ruinous. Everything, you're going to lose everything. And let me tell you, how many times in your life are you going to experience that before you learn? I'm telling you, if your, if your house, if your life's not built on the foundation, the rock of Christ Jesus, the next storm could take you out. If your life's built on the rock, guess what? No storm's gonna take you out. Storms are gonna come, storms are gonna go. Let me tell you what our life is. Our life is a series and pattern of storms. Either a storm's on its way, or in a storm, or a storm's leaving. See, because the Bible says, those who are planted or transplanted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And even in old age, it'll be fresh and flourishing. So you you have kids that, Man, they want to come to church because we're giving ice cream. And we're giving Guts Kids bucks. And man, they're over right now competing. And they, get, they got all this, all this cool playground stuff. What's in it for you, man? This is like mini Disney World for me is what it is. But see, adults come in and you got that same mindset. What's in this for me? What do I get out of this? Man, what kind of discipleship do you offer? Do you have a Bible study? Man, what can I put my hand to? When do I get to preach? Can I be on the board? Man, God's given me a word. Man, I'd like the mic. I'd like to say something. Man, but, but people come in like that. But then you know what? There's a, tra- there's a transition that hits their life. And it's no more what, what's in it for me, but wait a second. Man, this gift that God put in me, I'm here to, I'm here to distribute to others. It's not about me anymore, it's about you. See, that's where the, that, that there's unity in the, in the ranks here. Why? Why? So the world can see it. See, what God promised, he said, look, my arms haven't shortened. My strength hasn't diminished. See, understand, listen, all we've got to do is follow after Jesus. And what did, what did Jesus say? I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. See, what battle do you need to give God today? See, the Bible says the battle belongs to the Lord. And what the devil wants to do is the devil wants to poke the bear to get you, listen, into a fight that you're, you're, you're guarding the care of your life. Why, why are you trying to live without him? And you'll say, well, I'm not. Look, I'm at church. Listen, being here is a step But I'm telling you, studying the word to show yourself approved is the step. See, why are you trying without him? Pride, insecurity, inhibition, past hurt, ignorance, blindness due to sin. What is it? Why are you trying to fight the battle on your own? Because the Bible plainly says the battle belongs to the Lord. See, right now, let let me help you. God is healing. God doesn't fix us. He's not the fixer. He's the healer. See, we look at our marriage and we say, God, I need you to fix this marriage. God's not going to fix it. You can call Dr. Phil. He can do it. Maybe not his own, but he can yours maybe. But understand God's the healer. See, we want I, I want God to fix Sandy. No, you know what? God wants to heal me.' That's, what's gonna, that's where the help is. He's the healer. See, we have to understand that. in Philippians two, the Bible says, therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love. Any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and mercy, listen, fulfill my joy by being like minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. See, this is the greatest team on the planet, and we all have a we all have a role, we all have a place that see, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or, or conceit. but in loneliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each one of you look out not only for his own interest, but also in the interest of others. See, that's this team. The idea is, is that we're all members of the body, and this is gonna be interesting. God, and, and the Bible says God places us in his body where it pleases him. Have, how many guys have heard that before? So God's placed you where it pleases him it's not gonna please you. The Bible says you can either please God or please men. You can't do both. So, so God's placing you where it pleases Him. Why? Because God's placed you where it's gonna impact others. We're not esteeming ourselves, it's others. So God places me in His body, and we get goofy thinking, well, what body part are you? It's not, it's not listen, we lose the whole, the whole point. The Bible says God put, places us in his body where it pleases him, where every joint supplies. See, if you're unfulfilled and there's not a supply in your life, it's because you're not joined. And if you're not joined, it's because you're not active in this and, and you're, you're in it for you. Because if you're in it for others, If I come here and I'm preaching for me, and let me tell you, ego and narcissism, all that stuff, it's all around us when God gifts us. Because the gift that's on our life is supernatural. It's not worldly. It's not carnal. Do you understand? In God, you're fearfully and carefully made. Do you understand? There's not another one of you out there. If you don't do what God's called you to do, people suffer and go to hell. But see, other people, nice preachers, and nice isn't a fruit of the Spirit, but nice preachers will say, Anthony, you don't do what God's called you to do, God's going to have to find somebody else. Anthony, stand. How many Anthonys are out there, Taylor? How How many Anthonys have you guys seen? Sheldon, stand. How many Sheldons are out there? If Sheldon doesn't do what God's called him to do, people suffer and go to hell. Why is Sheldon here? Because all of you guys are here. Why is Sheldon here? To make disciples. Thanks. Isn't that how your dad raises you? Is he giving you a choice? What's it, a negotiation? No. no, This isn't a democracy. God places us where it pleases him. Man, I get up and say, listen, I absolutely love what I do. There's times I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like putting in the prayer. I don't feel like putting in the study. Man, I I, I just like, man, somebody to tear a piece out of the Bible and flip it to me and let me preach it. See, this is just the culmination of how many hours of work and toil, and you know what? And then there's so many people that expect you to be that rabbit's foot, expect you to pull a rabbit out of a hat. It's like, look, it's a magic trick. This is not magic. This is line upon line, precept upon precept. This is making disciples. That's the only way we win as a church in this world. It's why we're doing the school of ministry. It's why we have the internship. Man, we couldn't do what God's called us to do without the internship. Why, Sheer? Because God's called us to make disciples. And I'd love to tell you, we do that. That the the, the coming and sitting through a 35-minute. Message once or twice a week is going to do it. I don't believe it does. I believe it's daily bread. I believe it's every single day that you're eating the bread of life, the word of God, that you're partaking in the, your relationship with Jesus. Your relationship with Jesus has nothing to do with your senses, has everything to do with your mental approach to his word. And when we have that, we have the mind of Christ. L- listen, the Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Do you understand the elevation that you get when you're equal with God? See, there's three levels there's a natural level that you're born in. There's a demonic, a hellish level the devil's trying to pull you into. And then there's a heavenly level that when we have the mind of Christ, we operate in that heavenly level. Man, you want to give, get above sickness and disease? Don't walk on that earthly level. Walk on that heavenly level. We've got to be heavenly minded. We've got to have the mind of Christ. We've got to know what, what to think on and what not to think on. What does that require? Discipline. What does that make us? A disciple. We make disciples. The only contributing factor of discipleship is discipline. Man, last Christmas, we, we have a, we have a, a Daniel fast every new year in January. And we don't eat meat or dairy or choice bread. And it's vegetables and it's nuts and it's fruit and it's a bummer. So at Christmas time, I just decided I'm going to throw a couple disciplines because I just thought I don't I don't I don't want to get sloppy. So I thought, okay, we don't eat dairy, we don't eat eat, eat sweets, we don't choice bread, we don't eat, eat bread flour. So I I stopped eating flour, sugar, and dairy. Last Christmas, and haven't eaten it since, except for some things have some. I eat a little syrup with my gluten-free pancakes. So I'm not trying to, but listen, I just threw it at myself as a discipline. And, and people say, how long are you gonna do it? And Sandy's in denial, so every time we go somewhere, she's like, is today the day? <laughs> so I'm competitive, so I'm like, no. We went to a restaurant with it in, in Jacksonville. They said, we have five desserts. Literally, they're my top five desserts is what they have. Banana pudding, carrot cake, chocolate cake, all this, I'm like, just stab me. How about you just take that fork and jam it in my eye hole? How about that? How about that for dessert? Sorry, girls. But the point is, is we have to make disciples. Why do you come to church? You have to make yourself. Do you think you're, if you're weird if your flesh wants, you, wants to come every time. We're not doing our jobs if it's, oh, I'm here because of my flesh and joy. I love doing this. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. and There's no divisions among you. But that you, are perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. but Jesus said, man, they'll, they'll know you by your love for one another. So we have to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and then he'll exalt us. See, we have to submit ourselves, our whole life to the word of God. And, and we do that together. I'm better because of a few hundred people that are in this church. The men of this church make me better. Sandy absolutely makes me better. I, I, I noticed that the standards of her life are at a place where it's like, okay, I'll step up again today. But see, understand what that does for the kingdom. See, the world will level up. The kingdom, we step up. It's steps of faith. It's steps of trust. Are you going to trust how you feel? Are you going to trust what you see? Are you going to trust what you hear? Are you going to trust God? And, and the Bible doesn't just say trust God one time. It says trust every word that comes out of the mouth of God. There's 7,700 promises, a few more than that in the word. How many of those promises you, do you know? But see, the Bible says trust every promise, but I only know 10 of them. And I get, I get, it's not, I'm not trying to lay this burden of time spent with God on you. Because what God says is, look, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And when I've got scheduled time with God, I'm missing the relationship. I don't schedule time with Sandy. When my kids were little, and man, I'm in meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting, and and I they they'd call me in the middle of the meeting and finally I I'd take them aside I'd say hey Tay I will answer every call you have every time you call me I will answer so just understand that I, I'm in meetings and I'm busy if you need to call you call but if you're just calling to shoot the bull or you need bubble gum money or something then why don't you wait with that but see we 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 look at this with God it's like. Jesus, can, can, can I close this service with this? Jesus stands at the door and knocks. That's what he's doing. That's what he does. You're like, God, where are you? Jesus is at the door of your heart, and he's patiently knocking. And anyone who opens that door, see, I, I, we sometimes preachers use that as a as an altar call and to bring sinners to repentance. Jesus stands at the door of your heart. That's written to the church. That's written to Christians and believers. He's standing at the door of your heart right now and he's knocking. God, man, if I open that door, I'm gonna to to turn the game off. If I, if I open that door, I'm not gonna to get to finish my beer. If I open that door, I, he's gonna require something of me. If I, open, if I open that door, I'm going I'm to have to repent. But the Bible says anyone who opens that door, he'll come in. He'll, he'll eat with them. He'll hang out with them. See, that's the time spent part of this, is opening that door of your heart. This church can do what none of us can do on our own. That's why our expectations, what's interesting is, are the expectations of people regarding the vision of our church right now. But this church can do what none of us can do on our own. And that's why our expectations for the vision of this church is so audacious. And I just want to ask you, And I'm going to ask the band to come back. But if there's addiction or disease or poverty, poverty isn't you being without. It's just barely getting by. That's poverty. It's a spirit. If you're disillusioned, if you're hopeless, it's great that you're here. But listen, God's God's going to... He's going to meet you where you are. He's just not going to leave you where you are. Jesus proclaimed himself to be the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man gets to the Father except through me. Look, he's the way to get us to the truth so that we can live his life. And I want to give you that opportunity. Don't leave here disillusion. Don't leave here disease. Don't leave here with a mindset of fear and anxiety and depression. Don't leave here with that. And and you know, I get it. The world will say, "Well, it's a mental illness." It's like, "I get it." But Jesus came to take care of our illnesses. That's the glory of all this. And yeah, I some of you concrete thinkers, I didn't take an offering or give you an opportunity to tithe. So, I'm trusting you to do it. But I also want to open up the, this time and we, we bring uplifting music back to the stage. Let's believe, God, that this is as big an offering as we've ever had. Let's put on our big boy pants and be who God's called us to be. Because it's probably not bells and whistles and fireworks that prompt people to give anyway. I think it's a cause and it's vision, clarity of purpose, fulfillment. That's what prompts people to give. What do you need? What can we do for you? Because we're here for you. I wanna worship God a little bit, I wanna open up the altar. If you'd like to pray, if you'd like to get your life right with God, if you'd like to make Jesus Lord of your life, if you'd like to shake depression or sickness or disease, maybe you've lost a loved one and it's hard to get through it, I get it. But the Bible says this, death comes and death goes the, today you might just let death go yeah but it was a spouse or it was a kid or it was a parent or it was, I, I know I know I know but it's a new day God will provide a new way to get us to a new truth and newness of life God, we love you and we praise you. God, we thank you today for your presence in this place, like the oil of Aaron that went from his head through his beard, his garments, and on the floor. God, I thank you for the dew of Haran and Mount Zion. And God, I thank you that the barren, parched lives in this room, God, that your dew, God, It creates a downpour effect in people's lives. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like more information about the ministries of Guts Church, visit our website at gutschurch.com.